0: Welcome to the Wolverine Confidential podcast. I am Andrew Kahn. I'm Ryan Zook. I'm Eric McMahon. The Michigan women's basketball team came up one win short of the program's first Big Ten title. We explain how Michigan found itself in this situation and what to expect in the Big Ten tournament. The men won, then lost, continuing their roller coaster season. Plus, hockey and Hutch, all that and more coming up on Wolverine Confidential. All right, guys, good to be talking with you here on. Monday morning, February 28th. That was a, a beautiful lot- intro
1: there, Andrew. Oh, thank the- you. And with the hockey and Hutch, a little, little alliteration there. Beautiful.
0: That's the only scripted part of the podcast. <laughs> and I say it goes downhill from there, which we just start freestyling here. And you never know what to expect, but we do have a lot to talk about. So let's not delay. Let's start with the women's basketball team. They lost at Iowa on Sunday. If they had won, they were big 10 champs, but they didn't. So they're not. We can get into kind of the big picture stuff in a minute, but let's talk about the game itself. Uh, Ryan, I only got a chance to watch the second half because I was covering the men's game. Uh, You saw it all. I guess what happened?
1: Uh, (laughs) They had no defense against Caitlin Clark, who could be the national player of the year, let alone the Big Ten player of the year. I know. And I said this before their first meeting. He's like, you got to watch her. She's something else. And she got off to a slow start in that first game and ended up scoring 46 points. And then kind of similar here, again on 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 sunday i mean a little bit of a slow first quarter and then uh she just went numb in the second quarter scored 13 points as iowa outscored the wolverines 33 to 14 in that second quarter and kind of was in control ever since and yeah she was dominant 8 of 11 from deep 38 points nine assists and yeah i mean michigan Stored 80 points, but they, they just, Iowa has so many weapons offensively. And, and even though the Hawkeyes got into follow trouble early, they just, Michigan just struggled defending. I mean, they're the number one defense in, in the Big Ten, but... I was able to. I mean, I was not only does Taylor Clark have that crazy range, but they also got some weapons inside with monitor Sizano and and McKenna Warnock too. So yeah, I mean, I was a deep team. They had over fifteen thousand in attendance for the game, a sellout in Iowa, so a good crowd on hand. And and yeah, Michigan just just came up short with uh, with the Big Ten title on the line.
0: Yeah, it's it's kind of crazy. I have a vote for the for the all Big Ten teams. They tell us not to, you know. Publish them beforehand, so I, I won't fully tip my hand. But I'll say this: it's kind of wild that the season Nas Hillman had. She probably won't be the Big Ten Player of the Year. That's just how good uh, Caitlin Clark has been. I mean, when you lead the country in scoring and assists, that's that's really really impressive.
1: When, when you watch her, I mean, there's, I mean, I don't watch as much basketball as you, obviously, but I've I've seen one other basketball player just that can pull up from anywhere inside half court and be a confident, be confident that they're going to make it. And that's Steph Curry. I mean, it's crazy how she'll just pull up and you think it's not an open shot. Anyone else does that. And the coach would be livid, but she just pulls up and and drains them off balance or from, from the logo. It's just insane to watch someone be able to, to do that with confidence. So, yeah, I mean, a, a very impressive player and it'll be interesting to see if these two teams meet again, what Michigan can try and do to slow her down because yeah, that's 46 and 38 points in the two meetings that they faced each other this year.
0: Um, the good news for Michigan is Leah Brown did come back. Uh, how did she look? Because I, I thought it was, it was important that she come back. It kind of seemed a little strange to me as I wrote about kind of before the game, after that senior night and watching her go through warm ups, watching her literally jumping around on the sideline. And then she, you know, doesn't suit up. Yeah. To see her back before the, the post season was a good sign.
1: Yeah I mean she, she didn't start she only played 14 minutes and and was a little bit rusty I and mean, she was only one one of six from the from the floor but she did get to the free throw line eight times and made seven of them. So, yeah, I mean, I assume by, by the time it's, you get to the NCAA tournament, ho- hopefully she can be back up to, to full speed. But, um, yeah, didn't get the start and play limited minutes. But, I mean, after missing five games, it's going to take her a little bit to kind of get her footing back. It was good for for her to get back in, in the game and get some game action again. But, uh, yeah, a little little bit rusty, but it, it it's it's a big boost when, when she's back in the lineup. And if she can get back to full strength, that, that's huge for, for Michigan.
0: So Iowa and Ohio State uh, share the Big Ten title, finishing fourteen and four. They both played all eighteen of the scheduled games. Ohio State gets the one seed by virtue of its head-to-head victory over Iowa in the regular season. Michigan and Maryland are next at thirteen and four, so just one win back in in, in that column because neither of them got to play Illinois. You know, who finished last in the Big Ten, one one Big Ten win. Neither of them got to play them, and that's that's just unfortunate. Obviously, I mean, I talked to you know an official at the Big Ten. Basically, the league tried its hardest in conjunction with the schools to try to reschedule as many of these games as possible. There just like wasn't enough time, and they didn't want to you know put too much strain on the on the players, and they and they didn't want to reschedule it like the last minute. So like they had to decide weeks ago like which games they wanted to try to do and you just didn't know which ones would affect this race obviously if michigan had just won one of those you know two games that they lost on the road you know a couple of weeks ago then they wouldn't be in this situation or or even beat iowa of course uh on sunday but it is it is unfortunate illinois in the end had four games that they missed and they didn't reschedule any of them but like the last one against michigan was February 3rd, okay, that that wasn't played. So then, okay, they regroup and let's see when we're going to fit this game in. And I look, Illinois played February 6th, the 9th, the 12th, the 14th, the 17th, the 20th, the 24th, the 27th. Like you're not seeing much gaps, many gaps there uh, to, try to, to try to fill in any of these games. So it's just unfortunate. I mean, that's really all we can say, right? Is that the Big Ten plan for this scenario where they said if there's an even number of games, it's by winning percentage unless... You know, it's it's so, so far off that, you know, even if they had lost those games, they could have, you know, they would have been ahead, but that wasn't the case here, so... Here we
1: are. And the bottom line is Michigan really controlled their own destiny for the final stretch of the season. I mean, they, mm-hmm. they lost three of their final five games in two against unranked opponents. So, yeah, like, like you said, if you win one of those two games, then, then you're not in this situation. So I, the Wolverines ha- had every opportunity to to win the Big Ten title. Unfortunately, came up a little bit short. But um, when it comes to NCAA tournament time, they're, they're going to be at home to, for the first uh, possibly first couple of rounds be, and they haven't lost yet at home. So that, that's the bottom line here. Obviously a big 10 title would have been huge for the program, but uh, I, again, I don't think that's the program's top goal this season.
0: Correct. And, you know, so Michigan will be the three seed in the big 10 tournament in Indianapolis starting this week. Uh, but yes, the NCAA tournament committee still views them as the best team in the big 10 right now, but they will play the three seed means they're, they're the light game. So uh, there's a game at 630. On Thursday, they will be 25 minutes after that one. So you're looking at like a 9 o'clock Eastern tip time for Michigan against one of three opponents. I mean, Illinois plays Wisconsin on Wednesday. Yeah, sorry, Friday is when is when Michigan plays. I think I said Thursday there. They play Friday. So then um, Thursday will be Nebraska, the sixth seed, against the Illinois-Wisconsin winner. And then Michigan will play the winner of that on Friday, with a chance to then move on to the semifinals against potentially two seed Iowa. So yeah, that's kind of the path. Michigan has never won a Big Ten regular season title; that that remains for another year at least. Program's never won a Big Ten tournament title either. And um, you know, I, I will be going through it a little more in depth for a story coming in these next couple of days. But they typically don't even get very far. I mean, uh, maybe one win is like kind of been the standard for this program. So here's a chance to. To change that as well, you know, and make it make a deep run in in Indianapolis, where Ohio State is the one seed, Iowa the two, Michigan the three, and Maryland the four. So stay tuned for more coverage of that event. the The men, they since we last talked, it's hard to keep track of all these games. There, it's a busy schedule here for for the men (laughs) down the stretch. But you know, they did beat Rutgers in in a key game on Wednesday before their first game without Jawan Howard, and then fell to Illinois on Sunday, 93, 85, um, you know, got down 15 midway through the second half, late charge, got it within two, but they can never quite get over the hump. And, uh, you know, a poor start is what doomed them. Alfonso Plummer, you know, 23 points, five made threes in the first half alone, finished only with 26, but Kofi Coburn picked up the slack in the second half. 19 of his 27 points came in the final 20 minutes and Michigan loses a high scoring game to Illinois. And that's just kind of how it's been for Michigan. You know, a win, a loss, a win, a loss. That's how it's gone for for weeks now. But as we've talked about, kind of the target number is four games over 500 by Selection Sunday, which if you're saying they're going to split in the Big Ten tournament, that means winning two out of these final three. Tuesday at home against Michigan State, Thursday at home against Iowa, and then Sunday On the road at Ohio State, I don't know. You you want to win these two? You want to put yourself in position where that you don't have to win a road game against a good team to feel good about your NCAA tournament chances.
2: Yeah, I was just gonna say that. And these games are not easy. I mean, Michigan State's playing better basketball. Iowa's had their moments and they played well and they can put up points and score. And then Ohio State, same thing. So Like this isn't gonna be easy. I'm really curious to see how they handle it. Luckily, the next two are at home in Ann Arbor, so that you think that would bode well for them. But you saw, you know, they had a home game against Illinois, you know, on Sunday and they didn't exactly play the best. So. Yeah, I I don't know what to say. Like it, it's it's been more than like you said. It's been more the same with the men's team. I mean, win one, lose one. Just when you think they're going to turn the corner, they just can't capitalize and, and build on it. So, I mean, there's still time. There's still three games left. They can come out strong and, and win the next three. I think they're certainly in. But you're right. They, I think, absolutely have to win, the, Win you know, two of the next three.
0: They're a classic bubble team, right? I mean, look around the country. This is, this is what bubble teams are. They have some good wins. They have some, you know, Michigan, for the most part, has avoided bad losses. I mean, that home game against Minnesota in early December, you know, could potentially haunt them. But, you know, a really tough schedule overall. I mean, according to Ken Palm, it's, you know, the... Sixth hardest in the country, you know, that's large part because of the big 10, but obviously, you know, the big 10 schedule is, is, you know, unbalanced as far as who you play and, you know, Michigan didn't get necessarily a favorable draw there, but it allows for more opportunities for big wins. And, you know, they got the win at Indiana, They, they beat Purdue at home, they won at Iowa. So, you know, they've, they've beaten some NCAA tournament teams. You know, they just need to kind of kind of finish the job here. And again, it's it'll be done without Jawan Howard. Hard to tell what effect that's had. Like it was just another it was a distraction for the players. And it's been a it's been a whirlwind season, as Devontae Jones said. But they, as far as like the basketball, I don't think like too much too much has changed. Um, you know, it is it is really hard to quantify what, you know, any one coach brings to the table as far as in-game adjustments. But yeah. Michigan, you know, has a chance to certainly, you know, play itself into the tournament, not rely on a, on a deep run in Indianapolis to, to get there. So we shall see, you know, the, the brackets that, you know, up, many that updated after, you know, Sunday still have Michigan in the field, but it's kind of one of those last teams in maybe one of the last teams to not get a buy or potentially one of those last four in that would play in Dayton in the playing round. So firmly on the bubble. And that's just not going to change. It's going to swing back and forth with, with every win and every loss uh, down the stretch here. Um, Hypothetically
2: speaking, let's say they win one of the next three games, which is a possibility. Oh yeah. How, how, how much of a, how many games do you think they have to win in Indy to get in? You think they have to win two or three, get to the, yeah, next- so
0: that, that would get them then to, um, you know, 16 and 14. So then I'd say they probably have to go. Yeah, that that's tough. Cause then even, you know, even with, two wins then, you know, and then a loss that puts him at 18 and that's only three games over. But, you know, they'd probably be then Another really good win, and that with that second game, right? So, right. Uh, it, it's it's tough. But yeah, otherwise, you could say be saying you know three potentially. But then you know then I guess you're talking about maybe being being the champ. So yeah, it, they're like they're seating for the Big Ten is still potentially like all over the place right, right now. I mean you know Wisconsin, Purdue, Illinois, Ohio State. Okay, that that gets you to an 11 and 6 team at Ohio State. Well, Iowa, Michigan State, Rutgers, you know all have 10 wins. Michigan, Indiana have nine. Like you know they can move up. They could they can move down it's just like it's really hard to say exactly what seed they'll be looking at and therefore what opponents they'll be looking at in the big Ten tournament but but yes difference between a two and one and a one and two finish here is is really huge um, as we look at it for their NCAA tournament hopes all right let's talk uh, as we said we'd, we'd be talking a little a little hockey as well. Yeah, Ryan, where do where do things stand with that team?
1: Yeah, another team that went into the final weekend of the regular season in control of their own destiny, but a couple of disappointing losses against Notre Dame. A team that played Michigan really tough this year. Wolverines lost four to one on Friday and two to one on Saturday on a late controversial goal. That was the the storyline in, in the post game availability with head coach Mel Pearson and the players. Uh, they were not happy with with just over three minutes left. Notre Dame player comes off the bench, drives to the net, puck still at, at the blue line with uh, with one of the Notre Dame defensemen and the uh, the Notre Dame player in front, kind of bulldozes over a, a Michigan player, knocks him down. C- clearly, probably. shouldn't should have been an interference call there. It goes uncalled, and before that Michigan player can get off off the ice, the and throws the puck on net, and that Nordic player in front stores on a rebound to take the lead. So, yeah, it's it caught. I mean, it didn't end up Michigan needed. It was two points ahead of Minnesota heading into the weekend, three points for a regular regulation win. So, after they lost on Friday and Minnesota won in regulation, uh, Minnesota controlled their own destiny and they rolled. I think eight nothing on Saturday too so they wouldn't have and it wouldn't have mattered but yeah kind of disappointing for for Michigan which has not won a, a Big 10 title if you remember the Big 10 formed is a conference in hockey in 2014 so they were still searching for the first there come up a little bit short still number 2 in the pairwise ranking so the, they're still in a good position to get a number 1 seed in the NCAA tournament but yeah a little bit alarming here with they Michigan welcome back all four of their Olympians and before before they got back Michigan was averaging five over five rolls a game during the five game or seven game win streak and only to only score two against Notre Dame uh, a little bit concerning there but I've said this before I mean teams that played a good sound system are very structured don't give up many odd man rushes can give Michigan a hard time and to kind of Mitigate some of the Wolverines' skill, and that that happened this weekend. So, and Michigan, so Michigan does not get that first round by in the Big Ten tournament. The number one seed does, so they'll face number seven seed uh, Michigan State for a best of three series here this weekend at Yost Ice Arena. I expect Michigan, I mean, Michigan should should roll. I mean, the Spartans had been struggling. They lost like 15-something in a row before they won their final game of the year. Michigan just played them earlier this month, beat them by multiple goals. Both games were 4-0 against them during the regular season. But yeah, if Michigan wins and Notre Dame wins their series, they could uh, meet again in the semifinal. So that would be uh, another intriguing matchup to, for a chance to, to get to the Big Ten Championship.
0: And a great weekend for Michigan athletics. It sounds like overall, but there was there was a bright spot. And it was Carol Hutchins, softball coach, legend, becomes the all time winningest coach in NCAA softball history for the second time. Yeah, I mean, it's like kind of interesting. I tweeted about like you know, yeah, she wasn't already the the the. Record holder? Well, she was actually at one point.
1: Yeah, no, I, I, it surprised me too. Because yeah, like she, she, I remember referring to my stories when I first started on this. <laughs> she was the the winningest coach, and and said always softball history. But I think that that 2020 pandemic shortened season. I know mm-hmm. Michigan didn't play as many games as some of the teams down south. And uh, Arizona's Mike Andrea had a couple uh, really strong seasons before he retired this year and, and, and reclaimed that that top spot. But yeah, I mean, just an incredible career. for for, for hutch and yeah there'll be many more wins to come here this season i'm sure and and she did it at a at a tournament that is coached by two of her former players that were there in attendance coaching their new respective teams so pr- pretty awesome to see and and definitely one of my favorites to, to, that i've ever had a covered in, in in any sport i mean she she calls it how it is she's she's very upfront with with the media and, and, and demanding of her players and, and that's something i actually absolutely love she doesn't sugarcoat anything doesn't beat Around the bush tells it how it is, and it's very refreshing these days when that isn't the case for with with many coaches.
0: Absolutely, one thousand six hundred and seventy five wins, and yes, just a just an absolute Michigan legend. So yeah, we'll start to have you know even even more ramped up coverage of of the softball and, and baseball programs. Um, you know, as we. We get into the spring here but yeah we've got basketball it's tournament time for the women it's the uh, you know home stretch here for the men you know to try to make a postseason push and obviously uh you know ryan touched on on where the hockey team is at as well we'll have nfl uh draft combine coverage and the wolverines that are going to be appearing in that you know from from aaron as well so a lot a lot to read about on them wolverines slash wolverines thank you for listening to this episode of the wolverine confidential podcast